Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 16th. Um, I'm going to read this brief article on the Daily Wire, which is a right-leaning news source, so please forgive me. It's by Ryan Saavedra, dated yesterday. Minneapolis City Council panics over surge in violence after demonizing the police. The question is, where are the police? The Democrat-controlled Minneapolis City Council is reportedly panicking as violent crime is surging throughout the city after they called for the defunding of the police department following the death of George Floyd in late May. During a two-hour Minneapolis City Council meeting on police reform, council members told police chief Medaria Arondo that their constituents are seeing and Hearing street racing, which something results in crashes, brazen daylight, carjackings, robberies, assaults, and shootings. NPR, NPR, which is a very left-leaning news source, the number of reported violent crimes, likely assaults, robberies, and homicides are up compared to 2019. According to the Minneapolis Police Department crime data, more people have been killed in the city in the first nine months of 2020 than were slain all of last year. Property crimes like burglaries and auto thefts are also up considerably. Instances of arson have increased over half over the total of the point uh, total to this point since last year. Residents are asking, "Where are the police?" A lot of them have left. Um, they've quit their jobs or resigned, and they're saying that no, that's not the case. Um, there is a Jamal Osman says that they're being petty, that they're not doing their jobs because we're making, we're, we're scolding them, we're punishing him. And that's not the case. Police officers in Minneapolis have quit their jobs. They have quit their jobs. They're not doing them anymore because their families' lives, their houses are on fire. There are places, okay, there are, there are groups that have made their home addresses public, the law enforcement in Minneapolis. Their lives are in danger. Of course, they're not going to be police officers anymore. You've allowed them to completely run amok. Now, I'm going to be brief here. Um, Hurricane Katrina happened in August of 2005. Yours truly was in Iraq in that time. Um, I came home from a deployment and re-enlisted and was going to go to Fort Lee. And before I did that, um, there was a humanitarian mission and I did not want to stay in my unit because I hated my chain of command. And they asked for volunteers to go to Katrina to send supplies. It would be a three-week mission from New Orleans. I would literally drive from New Orleans all the way back to Fort Benning, where I was stationed. And then I would drive directly to Fort Lee, Virginia, where I was stationed for the remainder of my time in the service. So I got on a train, and we, um, after stocking up with body bags and food supplies and water and all that beautiful stuff and we head to New Orleans and we docked in New Orleans remember this at seven o'clock at night it was dark there was no lights we were in a railhead we were literally in a docking station I remember stepping foot out of Katrina and the track still had dirt everywhere it was mud everywhere because it was under freaking water at you know nine months earlier nine months earlier by the way so we get to a church and we take we set up shop in a church and we get our cots out and we get ready for bed. It's still dark outside. The next morning it was like I was in a third world country. 
I just got back from Iraq and I was right back in it. We were in the slums of New Orleans. And I recall very vividly thinking to myself, I'm never coming back here again. The area in which we were at, it was completely destroyed with up to 10 to 15 feet of water. And people had lost their homes. There was abandoned homes everywhere. Children were asking for food, just like if I were back in Iraq. Crime. Here's the kicker and why I'm telling this story. Crime was up like a thousand percent at that time. Rapes and murders, looting and fires, that was all normal. People would burn these homes that had been abandoned. I mean, it was really, really bad. So Bush was president at the time, and he activated the National Guard and Reserves to go down there and serve as police officers. We had people that were cooks. We had people who were mechanics that were dressed like military police who were given guns and they would police the streets at night. It was a dangerous job. You had basically people who were civilians nine months out of the year serving as police officers for a month. And they would just rotate them out, folks. I mean, it was really scary. Just imagine... 20-year-old, 22-year-old military police that only really do the job for a month because they're trying to rotate out the National Guard and Reserve as much as possible. Protecting and serving. It took 10 years to get the law enforcement in New Orleans under control because the large, vast majority of police officers that were hit with Katrina could not go to work the next day. It was complete lawlessness. There was no protection in New Orleans at that time. But it took a hurricane to do that. It took one man's death, George Floyd, to create this Marxist ideology of defunding the police and the very fascist fist in the air, right? To get them to want to defund the police, to vilify the police, to make all police bad. Now people are losing their homes, they're losing their cars, they're being beaten, some raped, some murdered. For for what? So now they want the police back, kind of. They think. At least the people that the people elected want them back because they're at risk now because the very people that elected them now are calling for their resignation see I have a problem with BLM because Breonna Taylor actually died of uh, she was slain in her bed black woman was sleeping an EMT an educated woman was murdered in her own house while she was sleeping her name needs to be said her name needs to be heard every single day, folks. It needs so much context, and she deserves justice. Co- completely agree. But when I see players putting her name on, and then another asshole player puts on Jacob Floyd, a rapist, a beater of women, a man who had felony charges and a warrant for his arrest, who was trying to wield a knife to hurt people, whose ex called the police on him at a birthday party because he was being 
aggressive. I think they even had a restraining order on the man, get shot after being tased and attempted to detain. I'm sorry, you can't put their names together. It discredits the movement. Just because somebody looks like somebody else because of their color of their skin doesn't mean that you can group them in the same group. That makes you a racist, BLM. The very people who speak of racism are being racist. You want to generalize all black black homicides in the same group? That'd be a long list. But this list of black people that are being murdered by police, you got to investigate every name. You have to. I will tell you what, if I was a cop and I was being vilified and I was being called a murderer and my life was being threatened and my name was being put on the internet as a police officer and my address was being given and people were able to come to my house and riot or protest in my neighborhood, I would have an issue with that. Liberal left-leaning mayors all throughout this country right now who are Democrat, who are pro BLM are being asked to step down from their positions from fellow Black Lives Matter advocates. We support you, but we don't support you is what they say. You need to quit your job. Y'all need to wake up. So as I close out this, and I always like to say as I close this out, understand that it took New Orleans and Louisiana as a whole a decade to get their police force back up to 100% from what it was prior to Katrina. And during that period of time, crime was higher because of it. That despite the disparity in black lives and the police brutality, that people in New Orleans wanted law and order in their town, and their city. And that the We had cooks and engineers and mechanics and fuel handlers and water people, not just MPs serving as military police to provide some semblance of security for those people so they could go to bed at night because this is America and our government has an obligation to protect its people and its citizens and the mayors and the governors in some of these blue states are denying people their constitutional rights to protection and freedom. It's plain and simple. You want to help black lives? Hire more black cops. You won't have any excuse at that point. It won't be a white officer shooting a black officer. You want community outreach? You want people who look like you that are the ones enforcing some standards in your communities? How about you just hire more African Americans to be police officers? I'm sure you'll find another reason for being a shitty person. When a fellow black officer arrests a black child rapist or a man who just murdered somebody. I watched a video the other night of a a black woman hitting a cop twice in the face. And finally, his fellow African-American police officer had to knock her on the ground because he was too afraid of it going viral. He barely struck her. She hits the ground and acts like she was murdered. Folks, this is real stuff. This is real marginalization at its finest. Our freedom and our security is at risk because people are unemployed, don't have jobs, 
are desperate and scared. I hope everybody has a wonderful Wednesday. I want to be funny. I swear to God I do. But until I find somebody or something that makes me laugh, I'm just going to keep talking about dark, sinister shit. Because you know what? You guys like it. (laughs) All right, everybody love everybody.